Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We started last Sunday. This month is on accountability. Let's all say that wonderful word, accountability. Yeah, some of us don't even want to say it. Should we say it again? Accountability. Yeah. Accountability. And we found out last week that we're all accountable and what that means, we're accountable to Jesus because Jesus is Lord. And we're to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And that's a lifelong journey to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And, <coughs> excuse me, we're not conformed to one another, but we are cohesive as we're individually conformed to Him. So we all fit together as I'm like Jesus and you're like Jesus. Doesn't mean to say I'm always like you and you're always like me. Because we're different. God's made us different, but as we each conform to His image, we all fit together in the most amazing example of a body that there is, the church of Jesus Christ. So we're going to carry on today and we're going to read quite a passage, and I'm sure for a lot of us, one of our favourite passages in the Bible, one of our favourite parables, Matthew chapter 25 and verses 14 to 13. It says this, for it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man travelling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had gained, um, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who received one talent went and dug a hole in the ground. And he hid his Lord's money. So after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Everybody say settled accounts. Okay. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you've delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over Many things enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you haven't sown, you gather where you haven't scattered seed. And I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and you gather where I haven't scattered seed. You should have at least, you should have ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have at least received some interest. 
So take the talent from him and hand it to the one who has 10 talents. Give it to him. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I mean, wow. Today, I want to talk about the ever-increasing fruit of accountability. The ever-increasing fruit of accountability. I tried hard to think of a, a more snazzy title. But that says it for me. The ever-increasing fruit of accountability. The good thing about accountability is it bears fruit. You see, people see accountability as something that reduces your life, but the opposite is true. Accountability causes your life to go from strength to strength, faith to faith, glory to glory. There is ever-increasing fruit from accountability. This is wonderful. This passage, and I know we could often think about the one with the one talent, and of course we need to consider him, but there are two great examples of increase. And the increase here is wonderful. You see, there are two sorts of people. There's the ones who get it and the ones just don't get it. The ones who get it and the ones who just don't get it from this passage. Okay, let's think about the one who just didn't get it. He didn't get it. Have you ever met people who just don't get it? They just don't get it. It's like the lights are on but no one's home. It's like they just don't get it. You can say the most encouraging thing, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but. They just don't get it. Hey, we got something to celebrate. They just, they just don't get it. You know what? Whatever you sow, you reap. They just don't get it. Because to get it, you've got to have a hearing heart. This is not just about getting a sermon today or getting a principle. This is about getting something in your spirit because we walk by faith and not by sight and faith comes from a revealed Word of God in our, in our hearts and our lives are lived from the good of our revelation of God and who He is. But this guy just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. He was in the same house. He was in the same company. He had the same people around him. He had the same master. He had the same opportunity. He had the same, but he just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. He didn't get it. The ones who don't get it, they make decisions from fear rather than from faith. The ones who don't get it, they just don't know the master. They don't know him. They may know about him. They may work for him, but they don't know him. The ones who just don't get it was content to give back what he had been given. That is a poverty mentality. It's a poverty mentality. Sadly, it's rife. in our generation. 
You see, even though there may be a, a desire for increase, we, we live in such a materialistic world, but it comes from a poverty mentality. Just because someone's got a heart to prosper, just because someone's got a, a desire, let's, let's use the word desire, just because someone's got a desire to, to achieve and be successful does not mean to say they have an abundant mentality. They can have a poverty mentality which drives them to want to achieve. But this guy, he had a poverty mentality caused him to dig a hole in the ground and he was content. He thought it was okay. He had excuses and arguments. Hey, I know what you're like. You know, some people always play the victim. Yeah, your fault that I dug a hole in the ground. That's what he says. Your fault. Because of who you are, I dug a hole. Yeah, because of what I think you're going to do, I dug a hole. The ones who don't get it live from external influence more than they do from inner revealed word. But this guy, the one who didn't get it, had no drive for increase, no desire for it. He even knew it was his Lord's money. He said, here, I'm giving you back your money. Didn't care. But the ones who get it, is there anybody here who gets it? Okay. The ones who get it, number one, they get that it's their Lord's money and not their own. That they're a steward. And really everything in our lives, isn't it stewarding that which God has given us? Isn't it taking care of what God has trusted us with? It's understanding that it's His. The wife I married, I'm very aware I take care of her for Jesus. Hello? that I have the great joy and privilege of, to a degree, stewarding the relationship. We steward everything. We steward the clothes we wear. We steward the cars we drive. We steward the house we live in. A lot of you have heard the testimony years ago that I was in a service and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was a huge auditorium and I was sitting right down on the front row and... Somebody was speaking and he said this. He said, everything you are and everything you own belongs to Jesus Christ. And I got it. I got it. It wasn't just a comment he made. It was an explosive word in my heart. And I realized from that day that everything I am, everything I have, I have the joy and the privilege and the responsibility to steward for Jesus and I can remember, I looked down, you've heard the story so many times, but this was 1991, November, I'll never forget it. I looked down, I said, thank you, Lord, for, for allowing me to wear your shoes. That, that, that may sound crazy to you, but fine, just don't get it. But I got it. Amen. I got it. Lord, and I said this, I said, if you want anybody else to wear these shoes, just let me know. Because they're his. Same with the suit I was wearing, and God actually said... Uh, yeah, give a suit away. But there, there's, there's something that happens when you realize that all that I am and all that I have belongs to Jesus Christ. So those who get it understand that we're stewards. Those who get it 
understand this. They get that they were trusted to do what they could to the best of their ability. Trusted to do the, what they could with the best of their ability. What else did these people who got it, what else did they get? That life is made up of, we're all part of a team built on relationships of trust. Trust. Trust is at the heart of relationship. Trust is at the heart of family. Trust is at the very center of church life. Trust is at the very center of community. Without trust, you can't build anything. Without trust, you, you cannot create or develop anything of strength and substance. A lot of you would know the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. One of my favorite, I don't read a lot, but of the books I've read, one of my favorite books. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I would encourage anybody in business, any parent to read it. It is a business sort of a book, but very powerful book. And the fundamental is this. Lack of trust will destroy teams. How many of you know we're part of so many teams? Family team, church team, steward team, band team, work team, community team. Teams everywhere. And teams make things so much better. But at the heart of team is trust. What else did these ones who get it, what else did they get? That they were trusted according to their ability. They didn't have this mentality that I'm entitled to what everybody else is given. Hello? This. Why has he got five and I've only got one? They didn't go there. No, because the master knows what he can trust you with. There's no entitlement in the kingdom of God. There may be a promise and a covenant, but on the journey we live in, there is no entitlement. God knows what we can handle. God knows. He knows what level of responsibility you're going to freak out with. He knows what's going to cause you to crack emotionally. He knows what's going to cause it to be too much pressure. But the good thing is, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you can bear. Number one, he, He's put a hedge of protection around you that says, no, because I won't let you be destroyed. I won't let you fall apart. It's not going to happen. Whatever comes to you, you can handle. You are big enough to handle whatever it is that is coming into your world. But he also does it the other way around. There's not just a protection from stuff. There is a giving of things that he knows you can handle this amount. He knows you can handle it. He knows you can handle two talents. Don't get upset with, why haven't I got five? Be content with that which God has given you. But do something, do your best with what he's given you. Because what happens is we increase our capacity. As we do good with two, as we do well with two, and we get two more. Now that may not automatically mean that we automatically go to being five talent people. We still might be two talent people. So he says, right, okay, thank you for those four. There's two, go and do the same thing again. That might be the case. Hello? But it could be that we increase. 
And God might say, wow, you've done two to four. You know what? You've got it. You've got that thing to go to be a five talent person. But it's each according to their own ability. So, what ability are we talking about? Well, ability to make good decisions. That's a good ability to have. What else? Ability to handle more. Ability to be faithful with that which is given. Ability to be focused. And to go and work at it. What about ability to take risks? He went and traded. There's an element of riskiness in that. You cannot get away from the fact that if you want to live a safe life, you're never going to increase. If you want to live a safe life, I'm not talking about, you know, safety in sort of the, a good way, but some people like are so risk averse, never going to step out of any boat. But there's something about trusting God that says, you know what, if I know it's God, I'm stepping out. If I know it's God, I'm stepping out. What about ability to be trusted? That's a good ability to have. That's a determining ability if we're going to be people of increase. What about ability to be accountable? This is an accountable series. It's about accountability. If I have the ability to be accountable, then whoever's going to give me stuff is going to trust me with stuff. But if I'm not accountable, then understandably they're not going to go and entrust things into my hand because they don't know what I'm going to do with it. Ability to be accountable. So I'm going to ask us the question, can I be trusted? I'm not asking you about me. You can answer that if you want, but I'm asking that for you to ask that question about yourself. Can I be trusted? Can I be trusted? Now, we could do a whole day on trust. and Can people trust me to do what I say? Can people trust me to tell the truth? Can people trust me that if I commit to something that I'll do that? Can people trust me that I won't go off? Can people trust me that I'm not going to be a hypocrite? Can people trust me? Can people trust my life? Or do I have this, this sort of secret thing going on that says, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, out there, I'm one thing, but behind the scenes, I'm something else. Can people trust me. Can you see why trust is so important? But in this series, I want to, perhaps it's a better question to ask, am I accountable? Am I accountable? Am I somebody that is so independent that I feel like I don't need to be accountable to anybody? No, that's just control. That's for, that's for people who just keep on, you know, they just make mistakes all the time. Well, these five talent people seem to be awesome to me. And yet they were completely accountable. You see, we've had this, this mentality for such a long time. For somebody to say to, to you, you know, are you accountable? It's almost as if, oh, what are you saying? That I'm a failure, that I'm getting it wrong, that I need somebody to run my life, that, that you know, I've got problems in my life. No, accountability is for winners. Accountability is for achievers. Accountability are for the best of people. It's the losers that are unaccountable. Hello? 
Is it all right to say this? See, people who understand true accountability have a desire for accountability. Have a desire for people to speak into their lives. Why? Because they know they'll be better for it. They'll be a bigger person. They'll be more successful. They'll achieve more. They'll be trusted with more. Everybody loves to be trusted. Have you ever had it said to me, don't you trust me? Don't you trust me? Well, no, I don't. (laughs) If they have to come back with that sort of a question, don't you trust me? Well, no, actually. (laughs) I watched something the other day and it was... um, Oh, what's that? I don't know. I just saw a clip of a highlight of, of uh, the pawn shop, P-A-W-N, somebody bringing something in and they value it. And I don't know, it's in America. Uh, you've probably seen bits of it. And somebody brought in this guy and said, oh, this thing's worth like 100,000. And he said, how much do you want for it? Oh, I'll take, oh, these are guessing numbers. I can't remember now. Oh, I'll take 80 grand for it. And he said, well, he said, forgive me, but I'm going to get an expert in because if I trusted all my customers, I'd be broke by now. So he got in somebody and he said, yeah, great gun, but, and da, 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 and it went down to, I don't know, 10 grand or something. And he said, I prefer to trust the expert than you and what you want. Life is full of, let's not trust people who just want something. Amen? But we can trust people who are accountable. We can trust people. So let's, let's just go through this just a little bit. If great things come to people who are accountable then we want to be people who get it today. And as a result of today, we have or we start or we develop or we grow this desire for accountability. This doesn't mean to say that everybody goes around signing forms and I'm going to make my life accountable to you and will you phone me every Tuesday night and keep an eye? It may take that for some situations, who knows? But just accountability in our lives, having people around our lives who can take us from one place to the next who can speak into our lives. This is why it's so important to make yourself accountable to the right people. To have the right people around your life. Because some people that people make themselves accountable to, what do I mean by that? They allow them to influence their life. They allow them to set their you know, tomorrows and their values and their, and their systems and how, they, and how they do life. Some people are just going to reduce your life. They're just going to, really, you know, to reduce your life, to restrict your life. So don't be accountable to the wrong people. Be accountable to the people who know how to take you up in life. Is this okay? So just three things today. And the first one is this. Accountability brings trust. Accountability brings trust. God will entrust us with more responsibility when we show we are accountable with what we have already been given. And at the end of the day, really, we all want responsibility. Now, I know perhaps there's a generation today that not my, not my job, not my responsibility. But there's something in mankind that actually wants to be trusted, that wants to achieve, that wants to go further. There is something rewarding about, hey, somebody trusted me. There's something, you feel a million dollars. But accountability brings trust. And I think I can speak for all of us. We want to be trusted more. We want to be trusted more. So if we're going to be trusted more, let's be accountable with what we've already got. When we're given a job, 
let's do the job and go back and say, how did I do? Is that okay? Feedback culture, very simple, really. Today's very simple. Very simple message. Nothing really deep about it, but this is the, what's this message called? The ever-increasing fruit of accountability. Accountability in our lives brings greater trust. When we seek input and feedback, people will trust us with more. Nearly every, I've done this for years now. Nearly everything I do, I will either come off the platform or I will, after a meeting or after a conversation, I'll say, I've said it to a number of you, I'm sure. How was that? How was that? Now, there's no point asking most people because they're just going, oh, great. Well, that's, that's not accountability. That's just a bit of encouragement, but we all need encouragement. Yeah? But if you're accountable, you want some constructive feedback. Yeah, that was great, but you need to perhaps, you know, tweak this point or whatever that point and da-da-da-da-da. And you know what happens? Your ability grows. Which means next time you're better at what you do. Anybody want to be better at what you do? I want to be better at what I do. Therefore, I need feedback because if I'm my own judge all the time, how many of you know I'll only get worse? I'll only get worse. You won't stay the same. You'll only get worse. You'll only reduce in your ability because the things you don't like to do, you'll give yourself an excuse to get out of. But if you're accountable, how did I do? And there's trust in the relationship and there's, and there's accountability. Then there's the ability to hear from people because there's trust in the relationship and the more trust there is, the more success there is. This is good news today. So there we go. Point number one, very quickly. Oh, I've got another little thing. To be trusted is the greatest boost of self-confidence. To be trusted. Hey, somebody trusted me. Somebody trusted me to do that. How do you feel when somebody trusts you to do something? You feel important. Hello? You feel important. You feel trusted. And to feel trusted is one of the greatest needs in the human life. Accountability will bring trust. It's a terrible place to live to be the person who has to ask, well, don't you trust me? What a terrible place to live. Second point today, accountability brings power. Accountability brings power. Let's all say accountability brings trust. Accountability brings power. Okay. In this account, in this passage, he said, you be faithful over a little amount. I will make you ruler over much. Ruler. I like the sound of that. Ruler. Ruler. You go, you see, they were stewards. That didn't change. They stayed a, a servant. It was still the master, but he gave more authority. He gave more opportunity. Because there was trust, because there was accountability, these two guys, they came back and they said, we worked with what you gave us. 
and we doubled it. And he said, because of that, I'm going to give you authority. What does it mean to be someone who is made a ruler? Well, we can make higher level decisions. Higher level decisions. You know, as we grow up, we want to be more in authority in our lives. There's a spiritual authority which we have in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to develop that. I want to grow that. I want to learn, you know, how to exercise the authority I have in Jesus' name. Now, that is something that I have and I just need to learn that I've got it, learn how to grow in it because it's a spiritual authority. But there's something about being a human being. There's something about being an adult that we want to grow in our authority. Nobody wants to live being treated like a child all their life. You're just treating me like a child. Well, if you made adult decisions, if you made decisions that showed that you got a little bit of authority there, then we can increase the authority. Authority comes as a result of accountability. Authority comes. We can make higher decisions as we, as we become those who rule over much, what else does it do? It means we can actually um, delegate to other people. There was a guy, one, a really great testimony. He, he got a, a job with Lloyds Bank, I think it was, or Barclays, Lloyds, I think it was. And this was, this was now probably 30 years ago, 35 years ago. Just a school leaver. And he, um, his job was just to do the filing in the office. Big office, and he just had to do some filing. And the filing had been done for years, the way it was being done. And he just got another idea. Um, this is somebody I know personally. And um, so he went to his boss, and he said, you know, I've been doing the filing the way you said. Yeah, and you've been doing a great job with the filing. And he said, but I've got perhaps an idea that could improve it. And so because he had filed well, the guy said, okay, you can have a go at a new system. That's fine. Why? Because accountability brings the ability to make some, some higher level decisions. And so he said, right. So he went away and he changed how the filing was done in his office. This is before computers, yeah? This is, well, before everything was done by computer. And so he went away and he improved that office so much that they gave him a promotion into a job that involved responsibility. And by the end of just a few years, he was the boss and he had a team of over 30, 40, 50 people. All because he'd filed well and was given the opportunity to make some decisions. You see, accountability, when we do what we know to do, brings a greater level of responsibility, decision-making, the ability to hand over to others and to carry increased authority. Who would not want to be accountable? Can we just change the lights, please? They're flickering. Thank you so much. Um, who would not want to live in greater accountability? Lastly today, as we close, accountability brings freedom. 
Accountability brings trust, brings power, and brings freedom. I love the word freedom. The word freedom to me is what the Christian life is really all about. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. But it's very easy to to say all the spiritual stuff about freedom, but actually live a bound life. You see, he who who the sun sets free is free indeed, but we got to live free. We got to have it in our everyday lives. And accountability will bring a greater sense of freedom and a greater lifestyle of freedom. Why? Because freedom comes from accountability, the freedom to increase. God's going to trust us with more so we're free to produce more. What a great way to be free. Increase. We are free. I love, I mean, I could have preached this just as that passage, but we're talking about accountability today. And do you remember what the Master said? Enter into the joy of your Lord. Wow, as we're accountable, it brings freedom in joy like we've never experienced before. There is a freedom in joy. Joy is something that only God gives. Comes from the Spirit of God, comes from the fruit of the Spirit on the inside. As we are accountable to God, there is greater joy in our lives. There is greater joy. People who are unaccountable can so often be oppressed and and restricted in their lives. And if you're restricted, there's no way you're going to have a river of joy flowing. But freedom in joy because we are accountable. People want to live their Christian lives so isolated. So isolated because so often we're embarrassed or we're ashamed because we think everybody's life and everybody's spiritual life is up here. Of course, everybody's, everybody prays for three hours a day. It's just me that doesn't. Hello? Everybody's a Bible scholar except for me. I really struggle reading my Bible. I mean, I've heard this a thousand times. But where we are free because we're accountable. People know what's going on in our lives. This is why small groups are so wonderful. Just get together with people and be honest and open. Be transparent about your life. You know what's going to happen? There'll be a greater joy because there's a greater freedom. You're not putting on a show. You're not trying to be something that you're not. You're not trying to pretend that your life's all together and actually you're struggling with some stuff. Come on, as we're accountable to people, we can be free. Isn't that good news? And we're free to experience the rewards of our labour. Isn't it great when you've worked for something and you've got increase and God entrusts you for more, said it was worth all the hard work. It was worth it to double what God gave me. It's worth it. Look what I'm living in now. You see, if you've got an entitled mentality which just says people, I deserve, people need to give it to me, then that's gonna, that is very, very different from a scriptural mentality that says I'm gonna be responsible with what I've got. But as I increase it, then I'm given more. It means you're valued. 
It means you feel valued about yourself. And what else does accountability do? It brings freedom to influence. I've given the example about the guy in the filing, but you know, people want to hear from people who are accountable. People who come up with ideas that have never taken any responsibility. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to hear an idea from someone who's unaccountable. Nobody wants to hear an idea from someone who's not, who's not inputting into the team. Nobody wants to hear, an, no matter how, how great the idea may be, no one's going to listen. Why? Because when you're accountable, it brings a, f- a f- freedom to influence what you're part of. There is such fruit from accountability. Isolation is a restricting world but accountability is an ever-increasing world. I hope you got something out of that today. Let's all stand to our feet, shall we? As we close, we're going to understand that everything we have and everything we are belongs to Jesus. Is that okay? See, 31 years ago, I got that. 1991, I got it. And I decided that day that I'd be accountable to God and accountable to other people for who I am and what I've got and what God's given me. And that is an ever-increasing world. Father, we thank You today that You are the God of increase. We have a covenant of increase. You've said instead of our shame, You will give us twice as much honour. Lord, You're a God who all the way through Your Word, You take things that aren't anything to bring to nothing the things that are. Lord, we thank You, God, that You see our potential, You see our ability. And Lord, You invest in our lives. You trust us with Your stuff. And Father, today we just want to stand here and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we will be accountable to You, to other people for that which You've entrusted us with. We thank You, Lord, that we can look forward to ever-increasing trust and power and influence and, and freedom in our lives. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. And just now while we're just closing our service, this is the most important question to ask today, is have you ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? And with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you know You need to come back to God. Perhaps you call yourself a Christian, but you know you're not accountable to Him. You don't think about Him. You don't read His Word. You don't pray. You don't talk to Him. You may believe in Him, but your life is not subject to His Lordship. That's a strong thing to say, but the Bible says, if you declare that Jesus is Lord, He's the master, He's the boss. And it's because He's a good master. He's a a loving Saviour. He's a wonderful wonderful God who says I know the thoughts I think towards you plans to prosper you not to harm you give you a hope and a future for surely goodness and mercy are following you around friend will you receive Jesus as your Lord today for me I received him you know uh, 1984 October the 8th 1984 I remember it like it was yesterday To receive Jesus as my Lord and Saviour set me free and brought me into a life that I never dreamed was possible. 
Friend, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, perhaps you're online today and you're sitting there, you've heard some of this, all of this, and you say, you know what, Pastor Jay, will you pray with me because I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. The Bible says that He is the only way to eternal life in heaven. The only way. So friend, will you receive Jesus today? Perhaps you're here today and you say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I know today I need, to, I need to return to Jesus. Come back perhaps like a prodigal son. I don't know. But with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you know you need to respond to this word today and say, yeah, Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Saviour? I give my life to you either for the first time or I'm coming back to you. If that's you, come on, let's be bold today. Why don't you lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please? Go on. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. God bless you. Wonderful. Is there anybody else here today? God bless you. Wonderful. Come on, people responding. Is there anybody else here today? Don't leave this room without receiving Jesus as Lord. Perhaps you're online today. Come on, respond in your own lounge, wherever you are. Say, yeah, Jesus, I'm responding today. I want to receive your eternal life. I want to be washed of my sin and my shame. Is there anybody else here today? Wonderful. Let's all pray this prayer together today, especially those that have responded. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me. You've demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross to give me life. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from You. And by the help of Your grace and Your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, the angels are celebrating. Let's celebrate here today.